Did you ever watch, uh, I can't remember the name of his TV show, but the Alfred Hitchcock show? Oh, no. I Honestly. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock Presents or no, whatever it was. I did not. I didn't watch it. Is That's that shocking. The, the well, because you really like uh, Twilight Zone, and it was kind of in that it's same a- realm. Yeah, I gotta be honest. Uh, I kind of missed Alfred Hitchcock as a kid, completely, and I don't know why. Mm. It's like, uh, like David Bowie. Like I missed David Bowie as a kid. Like there's a lot yeah. of like little gaps that just I didn't get. Everybody's um, got and gaps. Alfred Hitchcock was one of them. And yeah. I think when you think about other people, you think, oh God, I'm so behind at all these things. Or if you hear somebody talk about pop culture and they just seem to know all this stuff. I guarantee yeah. those people still have massive they gaps. They have gaps, yeah. Um, but yeah. it's always very interesting Absolutely. to learn them. So that that's funny to me. Like when you told me, um, yeah, I've never really watched much Alfred Hitchcock. I've seen like... I wasn't uh, shocked, what but... What's the one with uh, Cary Grant? He's running from the, the, the plane. Uh, North by Northwest. One? I've seen North by Northwest. That's a that's very one, good one. The, the, the only one that I've seen, but now I've seen... Torn curtain. You drank Ian. Adam. You drank Ian. You like you like purple, right? Adam. No! There's no flying in baseball! How are we supposed to know that hipsters are so flammable? Skater die, bitch. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. No. Deep breath. Welcome back to Frames and Fools. I am Henri. And I'm uh, Dylan. I can't do it in the French accent, but I'm Dylan. And uh, this is a movie podcast for me and Henry, two longtime friends, talk about movies. Um, And just a little run of the show. We do a little movie moment before we talk about the movie. Then we get into the movie, and then at the end of the movie, we pick a, a frame, which is our favorite frame from the movie, and then we pick a fool, which is the person that we think most encapsulates the film. So before we get into Torn Curtain, which is what we watched this week by Alfred Hitchcock, um, let's do our movie moments. You got one there, dude? I I think I do. Yeah, so movie moments are kind of what they sound like. It's moments in our week that you know you tell your friends oh it felt like a movie that kind of shit so yeah was this the week with the orange days with like the mars days all the weeks have been with the orange days man but there were a couple that were (laughs) wild um yeah 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 so there are lots and lots of fires in california where we're both located at the moment hell hell and there were a couple days where it was so pronounced that people were sharing that picture from blade runner 2049 where everything's yeah. red, and I am not exaggerating when I say that is exactly how it looked. Um, because of the smoke, you couldn't see very far. Um, because of the smoke, only you know, like red light was everywhere. It was yeah. the weirdest, Nets. most surreal thing. Where I walked into work, and it felt like nighttime because the lights inside mm-hmm. were so much brighter than. Ugh the ambient light outside not only that yeah um car headlights that are normally that warm Ooh, sort of yellow spooky. tinged color yeah were bright white bluish everything weird, was weird man. everything was yeah. strange Off. it was just a different place it was very yeah. very interesting 
mine kind of has to do with the fires a little bit. Um, I went and played baseball, masked up, away from everyone. With you know, three COVID pairs compliant. of gloves. No, yeah, like we're not close to each and other. And two bats. Um, <laughs> uh, so, and we played at a new field this week, and it was up on this hill. Um, but apparently it was very, very close to a fire. So oh, no. this is kind of a two-parter. Uh, it, it looked like, you know, like Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man game or those early like PlayStation games where like they couldn't render. Yeah, they couldn't render the world. So they just put like this white fog around everything. Yeah. And just the stuff in your general vicinity is what you could see. Uh-huh. It's basically this park that we were playing at because everything else was just all smoke. That's wild. And you couldn't see anything else. But while we were playing, these two people drove up in a car and they get out. It's this husband and wife with a dog and they go to the one of the fields and they're playing with their dog. And then we just hear from our right, like, oh, oh, ah, ah, you know and then like we turn over and the wife is running around like swatting something and the the husband is like just come here what are you doing and she's like it's a bee or something and we couldn't I, bees must have been chasing her and the husband kept being like just come over here and i'll kill them or whatever <laughs> and so like i'll fight them with back. my fists <laughs> So we turn back, about five or six minutes goes by. She's still like battling whatever airborne insect she was fighting. A couple more minutes go by and we hear her again and they're over by their car and <laughs> she's still like trying to swat whatever it is. And I just hear the husband say, let's, oh my God, it's in the car. You got it in the car. We need to get out of here and oh they're just like losing their mind um and they, they finally got in the car and drove away but they literally came to have like a nice just you know outing with their dog and they ended up getting attacked by uh from what i think it was because we saw it later was a like um tarantula viper or something like these what? things that apparently they attack tarantulas and like like a They're snake? These flying, no, it's like, sorry, not viper. Like, uh, it's called a uh, tarantula something. Oh my God. Um, but it's a flying bug that, like, kills tarantulas. No. Then, uh, this is gross, but, like, impregnates the body. No. Because it that's where it lays its egg. Yeah, it's just, it's really gross. How does something evolve to do that? You know what I mean? Like, that's I don't such an alien know. thing that, like, I didn't even know it existed. Yeah. Some there's some was mutation like, where it's like, we're going to get other animals pregnant it's and then terrifying. our young will erupt from their dead bodies. Yeah. We anyway. live on a, an alien planet. Good God. That's really what it is. Oh. Um, man. With that delightful story. Yeah. Um, Let's let's jump into Torn Curtain. Torn um, Curtain. Alfred Hitchcock's reportedly unhappiest directing jobs. <laughs> yeah, which I did not know when I picked this. I uh, uh, Alfred Hitchcock's fiftieth feature. Um, oh, yeah, Big Five O. Wild, the Big Five O. Um, this came out in the sixties when spy thrillers were just super in vogue. Um, the Iron Curtain. Yeah, so kind of the yeah. Cold War era of espionage and James Bond and everything else. And right off the bat, you've got this strange Bond-like credit sequence. I fucked like, with it, man. I actually really love the credit sequence. It was just, so there's like clouds and like 
smoke fire through the smoke and, and lights and then there's these super yeah. weird anguished close-ups over the somewhat whimsical music. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot about the close-ups. It was very strange. It just the, the juxtaposition. I really liked it. I like the font. I like the typeface, the colors and the smoke. I dug that. that. Actually, might be my favorite part of the movie. I love. Oh wow! That. Absolutely. I'm Strong just kidding. Start. I'm not. I didn't hate it that much. <laughs> um, opens with a fjord, and there's a a cruiser, like a cruise liner. Um floating uh, yeah. i don't know the word like cutting its way through a fjord <laughs> and it just reinf- reinforces the thought in my mind that we have got to get to norway because i God, know i thought the same so thing i was beautiful. like that looks awesome we except go. for when they're on the boat and they're like is the fucking heater fixed and he's like, <laughs> everyone's just and then they freezing. have this they have this scene where they're all sitting there and their like teeth are chattering and then the guy like pokes a fork in the frozen wa- like water in his cup yeah <laughs> it's like this very, it's very memorable very memorable but there's a lot of needless things like that in but this i love that, that. I was like but why that's are we... like that for me was what drew me in and the scenes where it was more focused on the plot i got very bored you know i yeah, love that yeah, kind I of guess, stuff yeah. like i love the little vignettes and the little side characters and i think uh yeah. Hitchcock felt the same way. Um, you kind of hinted <laughs> that he was super not happy with this job, and um, there's a decent story behind that. Did you look into this? Yeah, I did. And it, it to me, we're going to jump ahead here a little bit. Mm-hmm. He was so unsatisfied with Paul Newman and Julie Andrews as actors that he like shifted most of his focus to the side actors, like the guy mm-hmm. who plays Gromek. And the other fucking lady, uh, Countess. Lila, yeah, Lila or Lila Kadrova playing the Polish oh Countess. Oh my God. Who's third I'm build? Be honest, She's third I, build, dude. He loved her, apparently. Yeah. He not loved her, but like they were super good buds. And like, it's this is so weird to read for me because honestly, like the guy who played Gromek, Gromek was good, mm-hmm. but I wanted to fucking kill him. He was so fucking annoying. I was chewing. just like the chewing and the like. I lived in 88th Street. You know where that is? The pizza is a pizza place. You know where that is? Pizza. And he kept doing pizza shit shop. like that. And I was like, no, dude, dude, shut the fuck up. Do you know up. who he was? Do you know who that guy literally was? Sorry, what? not not literally. That's the wrong way to use it. But he's that character from In Bruges who was like, catacombs, alcoves. You know this word? Like, alcoves? Yes. Oh, Perhaps this it's would be more appropriate. Weird, like, the, He's the guy who's yeah. like interested in these like yeah. linguistic differences and Ugh. is like I lived I on eighty like... eighth street. Like he's like, Oh, you're from America. I lived on eighty eighth street in New York. Is that pizza shop still there? And Paul Newman's like Pizza. I don't fucking fuck, know. Yeah, fuck you. I man. really don't know. Ugh. He was yeah, the chewing and the pizza thing and the like you still say hot dog. Hot, hot dog. dog. And I was like, dude, you need to stop. Like, I-, I couldn't handle him. Like, maybe I was just irritable this morning, but that guy, I wanted to I kill will him. Say, and <laughs> he entertained the shit out of me yesterday when I watched this the first time, and it was kind of, you know, the end of the day or whatever. Um, yeah. Today, when I was in less of a good mood, um, uh. <laughs> he was much more <laughs> annoying, and him chewing and doing his little mannerisms was very much something that i was less 
patient with today. Yeah. And then he ends up getting killed in the most brutal, drawn out yes. scene that is yeah. arguably Which, the yeah. most like iconic thing from this movie. That's kind of the thing that stood out to people from Interesting. This. Oh, and he did it he, in a conversation with uh, Francois Truffaut. He said he included that deliberately to, deliberately to show audiences how difficult it is to kill somebody. Because, like, in other spy thrillers, they make killing look, like, so effortless and mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, and whilst cool. I get that... I, I yeah, like the I idea it. of, like, the anti-James Bond kind of, like... Yeah. You know? And it definitely yeah, felt cool the most idea. Hitchcock of, I think, almost all of this. Like, none of this really had... And I mean, I, this might not be something you noticed, but none of this really had his flavor. Um, there was some stuff that, like, I obviously don't totally. I've only seen one other Hitchcock movie, but mm. um, there's a couple shots that were really rad. The cinematography still had a bit of that for sure, but story wise and pacing and suspense. Story wise, like, yeah. Oh yeah. man, it was and kind of back to his favorite side characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I really disliked the side plot with the lady that he was friends with that was like please let me come with you because like the they get on the bus yeah the countess they get on the bus and they're like all right we're gonna get there we're gonna get there and they like they're kind of riding this high and they gotta find the the post office and then they run into this lady who's like come to lunch well, with me they have to find the post office and the name is like you know albert's albert strass and they're walking along yeah. and they're like we got to find this post office. What was it? Strauss something, Albert something. And I was like, you, you got it. You have it. Like, you know <laughs> you what it is. It. <laughs> and then, yeah, this random Polish lady shows up and is like, I know who you are and you're going to bring me with you. And uh, it's so, she's so annoying. campy. And I like camp, <laughs> yeah. but it did not fit. And you get this, this weird little vignette where it even ends with her being like, my sponsor. My American oh my sponsors. God. And she's just it crying was... <laughs> so melodramatically. I was like, what movie am I watching? I mean, her performance aside, mm-hmm. it was like 15 minutes that didn't need to be there. No. She sidetracks them, brings them to a coffee house to complain about cigarettes and coffee in yeah, in East Berlin. And then brings them to the uh, post office where they stand there waiting and they never really explain why it takes so long waiting for you know whatever his name was to show up and give them an address for the next place they had to get to and i wasn't even sure why they were there all i knew was they have to get something to go somewhere and this lady is kind of blackmailing them into taking her with them this whole side plot felt like the Pentagon wrote 15 pages and was like, hey, you need to make uh, the USSR seem way worse. So here's the character that hates it here and talks about how bad the cigarettes and how bad the coffee is. <laughs> um, so let's do this little part so we can talk about how bad the USSR is. Because they don't really talk about Like, it's not a huge focus. Like, they kind of talk about no. it. But it's not a huge focus until that moment. And that character is specifically there to be anti-communist. I was expecting there to be more like surveillance state too. Yeah, yeah. Like there wasn't too. really – every every time he talked to someone, like he talked to the nurse and he was like, yeah, I haven't told my fiance anything about this uh, this plot that I have, this, uh, this scheme to this steal building. these secrets. And I was like, bro – 
bro. Dude. <laughs> um. Yeah. 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 So jumping back God. to the beginning. Um. Yeah. On the, the boat, didn't hate. Paul Newman and uh, uh, Julie Andrews' chemistry in that first scene is really strong. Yeah. And my That's God, sweet. they're both so beautiful. They're great. And yeah. it's wonderful. And then as yeah. soon as the actual plot begins, he gets all cold. Gets she gets all sad, yeah. but still like very restrained and Julie Andrews like blinky. Yeah. And I they're love it. Great. I mean, but he, Paul Newman looks like he doesn't know what he's what to do ever. Like yeah. he's always kind of looking around. But there's one moment in that first scene when the telegram guy comes to the door mm-hmm. that I really love because he's like, here's a telegram for you. It opens and he's like, this isn't for me. Get out of here. And the doorman's like, please, no, no, no. Like, they're going to cut my tongue out if you don't take it. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's so concerned. It's like, but, you, but, but you have to. No, no, no. You're the guy. Yeah. Um, good on Paul for still tipping the guy. I know that was like still so tipped nice. him. I was like, that was very upstanding of you. <laughs> um, that scene ends with Julie Andrews um, continuing their like sort of innuendo conversation about breakfast and lunch. She's like, "What yeah. should we have for uh, breakfast? Cornflakes soup." <laughs> she says "soup" in this really funny way, and I love it. Soup. Um, really dig that first uh, scene. I love everything that happens on that boat. Um, yeah, including the, uh, the awkward East German guy who. Somehow didn't oh, know man. that they were engaged. I love this <laughs> what? moment. I'm so glad you brought this up because, like, in the first time I watched it, it was intense. And the second time I watched it, it was even more intense because she was like, "We're engaged," and his brain is like, "What the fuck?" And the music, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> like <"Drum."> yeah. <laughs> well, and you watch it the He's second like, time, and you realize fuck? at this moment oh, that guy is day. like, uh, well, he's like a co-conspirator. Because he's like yeah. the guy who's basically shuttling him to East Berlin, so yeah, he hears yeah. that and he's like, "It, I'm, I couldn't well, tell it if it sense. was meant to be he was into her or if it was like the guy brought his fiance. What the fuck? It makes like, sense on a second watch, which I guess exactly is kinda, at at well, the, the first time, time you watch it, it makes it's sense. Just him being disappointed yeah, that first- she's. You know, and engaged. then making a big deal about it too, like the yeah. filmmakers being like, "Bum bum," he tried to get with her, but she's engaged. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Hitchcock's cameo is accompanied by a nod to his TV show's theme. You just yeah. get in the list, man. We got ding, the same ding, list. Ding ding ding! Yeah, I I actually picked up on that just hearing it. I didn't. Uh, I didn't actually I have to read him. that one. <laughs> saw him with the baby sitting there with the little baby. But they play the uh, it's it's called like um, I don't oh know. the theme, yeah yeah bottom which is a great theme, um yeah. but it's very on the nose. Uh, <laughs> There's also we got the some... uh, hmm? he hit it. I'm about oh, to get off gonna... the boat. I was, oh, just, oh, I was are gonna you say still on the boat. I'm, no no I'm in I'm in the the hotel Langleterre. Oh okay the, okay I, I when they get, get off naked the boat... Paul Newman. Pretty great. Ooh, that's a great shot. Yeah, that's a great shot. A, it is a really good shot. Naked Paul Newman's the best. But when they're getting off the boat, um, this movie might have the like the biggest amount of annoying characters for me. Uh, and I might have oh just God. been like touchy today, but the fucking opera singer, ballet, the the like prima ballerina. Yeah, the ballerina. She is so fucking annoying. She is at the, the worst. The entire the movie. She's just yeah. The worst. The beginning, the middle, the end, every time she shows up, she's uh-huh. like, 
She's in the Umbridge category of uh, yeah. the Dolores Umbridge category of villains, where it's like, yeah, they're Leave just them alone. Stop. Yeah, like they're <laughs> annoying and cruel and petty, and you know someone yeah. that's exactly like that, and you're just like, mm-hmm. lady, I hate you. <laughs> I hate. <laughs> like, just it's she's so just evil to be evil. Like she exactly. has no motive. She's just like spiteful I fuck, I and fucking hate these just people. a narc. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the whole movie. <laughs> and I forgot that she's on the plane to East Berlin. Like the entire movie. She's she follows them. There. Yeah. She's always yeah. there. It's so it's, fucking annoying. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. Um, anyway, the bookstore they go the to. Hotel. I've been to bookstores in Europe that look exactly like that and still do. Really? Um, yeah, so that was cool. It looks like a nice bookstore. Yeah, exactly. I think bookstores are fairly timeless. I really love packages wrapped in just like plain old brown paper. Oh, it's, it's incredibly satisfying it's, to me. It's, yeah, it's great. So when he got that book, I was like, oh, awesome. Yeah. That's very that, exciting. The book code that they use where they just circle letters and you string it together into a word, that's something I've used yeah. in like, uh, not in clandestine things, but like in cutesy, I used to kind of use that with somebody I was dating and I'd love you'd write out love letters throughout like an entire book. Oh, that's book. so cool. Yeah, right? Whoa. But it's kind of useless when you write... I know. Holy shit. I, that's like, yeah, that's like next I, dude, level romantic guy. I used to be <laughs> the romantic and I don't know what happened. Wow. Um, but, um, you gotta get back to it. I want some of that. that. You need to send me a I'll, book. I'll, yeah, I'll send you a book. Um, <laughs> that code's kind of useless when you write on the inside cover the page that all the crow, all the code is crammed onto rather than spacing <laughs> it out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that yeah. was the easiest just, code yeah. to. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Anyway, and then and then pie twice. Like they make a dun, big deal out of pie. Yeah. Super yeah. dramatic. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, um, I <laughs> I want to just be honest. I didn't I, I didn't hate this movie. Uh, this is like a ge- general note. We got really mm-hmm. detailed really quickly, but I didn't hate this as much as I shit on a lot of these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, my first viewing, I was actually intrigued. I wanted to see what was going to happen. Like I was definitely yeah. in it. And there yeah, were yeah. moments that I really did like and I thought Paul Newman is just, you know, fucking Paul Newman. They they're both great cuz it's hard for them to not be good in stuff. Yeah. You know, they still have kind of that star power charisma. Even Julie Andrews said that she didn't really yeah. do much in this, but she's still fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. It's I think fun it's fun fact. Mm. She had her own costume designer. So all the costumes yeah, were Edith designed Head. by somebody is that I didn't okay. All right. So Edith Head I, was, I recognize that name. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. didn't know she, that she just yeah. She is who Edna Mode is based on. Super famous oh, costume yes, designer. That's okay. Yes, um, yes, yes. Designer, frequent collaborator with Alfred Hitchcock. Um so yeah, sometimes okay, with okay, movies okay. like this, rather than bringing them on to do everybody, they would just they just do you know, one person. Yeah, exactly. Or like that's if wild. it's Julie Andrews who at the time is like the biggest movie star coming off of uh, Mary Poppins and Sound of Music, bam, bam. Damn. Not to mention an illustrious uh, theater career. Um, Ill- illustrious. Illustrious. Um, illustrious. All right, so apparently Paul Newman was something of a method actor and was just kind of in the newer school yeah. of actors who, you know, interacted with the script and made notes. <laughs> Hitchcock was like, yeah, fuck you know, off, yeah. Saw it more as a collaborative effort with the director and this annoyed Alfred Hitchcock, who was, you know, from an older school. I mean, he used to do, you know, silent films. So he was there since the beginning and basically saw it as actors show up and 
say the lines that they're paid to say. Um, yeah. And I think him being told to cast Paul Newman, which I'm not sure how forced that was him having Paul Newman and Julie Andrews, but I think Hitchcock was just kind of spiteful the whole time. So sounds about right. That wasn't a great relationship off the bat. Yeah. Um, that being said, I'm not sure after watching this twice that this performance necessitated method acting because it doesn't do kind of just seemed like Paul was just floating through this one. That's the thing is like I, sometimes you can just get in your head and maybe he may have just phoned it in honestly. Like, and maybe. he was he was good, you know, um, yeah. because he's Paul Newman, but nothing like super special. I'd say mm-hmm. a lot of looking around. I couldn't really. There's a lot of times yeah. I couldn't pin him where I'd be like, just fucking tell her. Like, I know that this is a secret, but you're putting mm-hmm. yourself in more danger by letting her ask questions than just telling her is how it seems yeah, to me. It, I, I have that written down. Like, why did he let her come on the trip? Why didn't he, like, freeze her out before? How long did he think it was going to take to get these secrets out of this guy? Because later he gets, he gets all the formulas he needs and... And one fell swoop, like it takes mm-hmm. one scene for him to get the thing that he was trying to get. So yeah. why didn't he just tell her, I'm going on a business trip. Also, you're going to see some things on TV. Ignore them. Uh, <laughs> Ignore like, them. Well, they kind of address that a little bit, you know, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's you could poke holes in it, but I'm and not going <laughs> to. The other thing, I love Julie Andrews, but she's so... Julie Andrews classy and chilled out, mm-hmm. even when she's like hurt and blindsided by her fiance dropping these massive bombs on her. Yeah. And she really rolls with the punches. <laughs> she really rolls with the punches. And I couldn't tell if it was a, a, a period thing. Like if it was just back then people were yeah, just calm under fire. I don't know. I don't that, know. That man. also felt weird. I couldn't really interact with this movie emotionally. Yeah. There was um, the one cool scene yeah. that I don't know felt Hitchcocky to me. Because I, I, mm-hmm. I don't really know what that means. I mean, I do. But I'd love like, to hear it, though. Um, oh, just a cool scene was the museum scene where they're walking around and he's following him mm-hmm. with his footsteps. And like that was a rad scene. There's no way that that museum scene isn't absolutely the inspiration for the scene in Grand Budapest Hotel with Willem Dafoe and Jeff Goldblum. I'm try- I haven't seen that movie since it came out. I... It's the exact same. It's oh like, yeah, they're walking the, around and like the way the way that it, like they do a big establishing shot of the museum, suspenseful music. Yeah, guy walks in hurriedly to the museum, looking over his shoulder, and like you don't see Willem Dafoe coming. You just hear the footsteps. Yeah, it's it's it's. I really swear to good. God, if there's not a side by side somewhere, there should be because <laughs> I love that scene in both movies. I really liked it in this. I yeah. love the motorcycle. Yeah, I knew. I love that weird long nose bus. I was, we need to talk about looks, the bus, dude. <laughs> it looks like a swordfish or something. It it, it pulls like up, a and Dr. I was like, Seuss bus. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> what what is this? I was kind of like, where did those buses go? Why are we only seeing yeah. this one crazy looking bus? <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I yeah. And then the rest of the buses are fine. It's just that one weird East yeah. German bus it was so Um, odd yeah um when they get off the plane to jump backwards a little bit i'm always reminded that photographers used to just drop spent flash bulbs on the ground yeah who 
who cleaned that shit up? Like, were people dude. just chill with broken glass on the ground? And, the, and they, like, they push it, and it goes, like, and it, like, shoots and, like, hits the ground violently. You know, there's some guy like these fucking journalists. God. Yeah, damn it. Damn it. Sweeping it up. up. The guys who took the mics away are probably the ones also doing that. Oh, yeah. Who was. Speaking of menial tasks that look awful, uh, scrubbing floors by hand looks terrible. Yeah, that looked very uh, targeted. We really. That shot looked very targeted. I know. It looked like something. Like, look, they don't even have the floor scrubbed. They They don't have mops. (laughs) Yeah, it was like. They don't have mops in East Germany. Yeah, the hardworking. You know, yeah, that was super weird. It was a cool shot, but it felt very meaningful, mm. like very much like they were trying to say yeah. something. Which, yeah. for this movie, there wasn't a lot of that. There was like that no. shot. There was the lady who hates the coffee in in East Germany, and like, mm-hmm. and Julie Andrews like freaking out that she's that Paul Newman has betrayed his country. There was that moment, which is yeah. you know normal, I guess. Uh, but and, well, and even that is like. They, she kind of says it, but nobody is like outright like you betrayed your country. Like she doesn't, yeah, go political with it. She's just like wrestling with the conflict, kind of silently in her mind. And yeah, I'm honestly, yeah, it was it was funky. I'm just I'm fascinated that this didn't go harder into like anti-communist propaganda territory. territory. Yeah, because like yeah. there's the scene where they're on the bus and he's like. We're not a political organization. We just help people who get out, who who want to get out, right? And they kind of like hint at this little mm-hmm. like, you know, things are bad for certain people, uh, but they don't yeah. outright say like, you know, we're this underground organization fighting the commies. You know, like it doesn't yeah. get too weird. Which yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm sure making political stuff back then was kind of complicated, and I know that at least in what was it the 30s Mm -hmm. at different points in history the german market for american films was huge so really interesting yeah oh yeah especially pre-world war ii which this is obviously much later yeah but that's fascinating um, if you watch movies in hollywood pre-world war ii like before we got involved there was a lot of reticence there's a lot of conflict in you know art Mm, in hollywood because it was such a huge market. So there could be a money side to it too, where it's like they didn't want to go too political. But it leaves you in this weird thing of like he hops a plane and goes somewhere where the buildings are a bit uglier and they, everyone speaks German. Functioning buildings. And yeah. Everyone seems exactly, pretty happy. Yeah, and, like <laughs> Yeah, it seems okay. It's it's like not terrible. Like people kinda the hint at things bad. are bad and, and yeah, the coffee's the cigarettes bad and the cigarettes are, are terrible. Short. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. Um, they go to that cottage, the cottage scene, um, and just brutally murder. Um, yeah, the, shove his head the tough in, the, in the leather jacket. The oven. Yeah. Um, yeah, they end up gassing him, which is like so really fucked up, dude. Rough. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. He's got a knife blade broken off in his neck. Um, Gromic. I laughed at the lady's multiple. What shall I use to hurt him next? Moments. Yeah, she um, was like, and there the were several knife? times where she like very dramatically was like. Oh no! And like looking around the cottage, and she's like, "I can't shoot this gun." And then it shows uh, Peter Laurie's son, Peter Laurie Jr., uh-huh. who's plays the taxi driver. Oh, cool! Um, she looks out the window and is like, "If I use the gun, He'll I'll alert him." Yeah. yeah. So then she puts it in the drawer and takes out the knife, stabs the guy. He doesn't die. The and they watch him not die. Snaps in, in half. Horror. The knife snaps in half. Oh yeah. <laughs> not. I mean, 
it's it's honestly not unrealistic if it's like a cheap uh, kitchen knife and it's like actually lodged in someone's collarbone. That was just wild to me. I've I've broken kitchen knives. Like really, it happens. Damn. Yeah, oh, I'm it, not it saying it's happens. unrealistic. I've just never seen somebody get stabbed and the knife like snap in half before. Oh, I've never yeah. seen. It was that. very visceral. Yeah. I definitely was wide eyed the first time I watched this. Um, and then they smack him in the shins and knees with a shovel. Yeah. And it's pretty grotesque. Uh, man. Yeah, and then drag him slowly towards the oven and turn the gas on and uh, suffocate him to death. It's not, it sounds um, like one of the most like graphic death scenes in a movie until maybe like the seventies. Like I couldn't imagine anything else getting more like fucked up in 1966 because like even now i was i was like this is cruel man they are like really fucking this guy are they already in in 66 are they already in like post haze code like are people starting to challenge that yet i don't because i know like wild bunch and a couple other like movies were basically like fuck it and just kind of made super violent shit well in terms of like uh kind of what he said about showing how hard it is to kill somebody. Whereas, like, you can get violent, but it's still kind of fun and easy and maybe gross, but this was, like, you just watch somebody die. Like, actually murdered, you know? And Mm -hmm. it it was wild. I did did really appreciate, like, the, the filmmaking techniques of, you know, uh, her looking for other things to hit him with. Like he does take you on this little journey of like can't do that because he'll hear. Yeah, you, What's you get the best... inside her head. Yeah, and it's it, it's really it was cool. unintentionally comedic for me, but it well, is very memorable. Even in the like rudimentary filmmaking way, you know, like mm-hmm. if you watch this through the lens of 1966, which mm-hmm. you know I try to do for everything that's old, that plays. You know, you're like, yeah, oh, oh man, yeah. like, um, it's just a, a cool technique and. Uh, I can't believe he didn't erase the pie symbol. Oh my god! I know. I'm like, Dumb. Oh, he's not a. You gotta spy. close the tabs, so man. He, you gotta. <laughs> he's not a spy. He's just a scientist. So, I. I, I get know. It. I just. I feel like, maybe this is just the internet age, but I feel like I've been conditioned since birth where it's like I'm doing something sneaky. Yeah. You just immediately get rid of close. all traces that you can. Like just yeah. you know. Yeah. That's part of it. Like if you're talking in code or if you're doing a thing just yeah i also love I when gromek's like do you know that do you know what that is and he's like eh, i don't know what i'm looking at and it's like clearly the yeah, pie symbol and he's uh, like are you sure are you sure you, sure? you don't know what looks the like a sign yeah <laughs> looks like a greek letter oh god and perhaps he, pie i think it's because his lips were so moist and he kept chewing that when he was gum. also chewing something yeah, he's chewing the, the gum movie. and the moist lips yeah and the annoying he was really good. Like he was really annoying, but he was really I good. Strangle him! I couldn't. I know. <laughs> I was actually so I glad know. when he died because I was like, I mean, maybe that's the point. Maybe, maybe Hitchcock was like, this guy's gonna be. You're gonna want him to die. Like you're gonna be okay Dude. when <laughs> he gets totally fucked. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, um, there's one scene that I did really, really love. Um, and it's his decision to not show the conversation between Paul Newman and uh, and Julie Andrews when Paul Newman goes to talk to her about sharing the information, and he makes that yeah, choice that, that to stay biblical looking hill. Yeah, he makes that choice to stay with the Germans and mm-hmm. watch their conversation instead of going to the conversation, which 
yeah. I thought was awesome because it was like all right, well, this then is he, the he cuts in, yeah, right at the moment that she hears and understands that he's not a traitor yeah. to his country. Music swoons, and that he didn't mean to, you know, betray her. That it was all for like a good cause, and she's like. She can't even like, yeah. She can't even restrain yeah, herself. Yeah, she can't even hide it. Yeah. He's like, fucking chill. Okay, you gotta chill, pretend chill. a little bit yeah. that like, yeah, like, be cool. But it was oh, cool though because it made you read their body language, like, and it was yeah, it's a which really was very fun stagey. Exercise. It was yeah. very yeah. theatery. It's got to be big. Um, you gotta like so you can. See that was what's like happening. the most out of Julie Andrews in the entire movie. Like the rest of it was pretty standard, chill Julie Andrews, yeah. and watching her silently on the hill, like. Like turn away from him violently and like yeah. like throw her head around and like crouch her body and then like turn to him when he says something. It was Yeah. I loved yeah. it. I think that and the fun. museum scene are my favorite like moments. Because there's really good moments. Yeah. There's good moments. There's great set pieces. Like even when they go into that um lecture hall and yeah. they're kind of being interrogated by the scientists. What's his name's all the way? Some of those shots are there. beautiful. Yeah. Just like yeah, the old guy being way up in the back. Yeah. And, it's it's good stuff. It's just I don't think it's particularly strung together compellingly. I don't think the script is all that fun. Cut like thirty minutes. All of out like of this. the suspense. Seriously, you, you could literally a cut a half get hour. Get yourself a go picture, Bobby. That's <laughs> yeah. Um, um, Paul Newman ate shit on those stairs. There's a couple people in this movie that just <laughs> eat shit on stairs. He um, really did eat shit, and that foot came out of nowhere. I was like, what the fuck, like. Oh, yeah. The foot comes out of nowhere, and you're like, what is this? And then you think that's like that's the way to secretly meet with your contact is nearly kill the guy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it it worked. It worked. It totally worked. He bruised some ribs, but that's about it. Yo. Could have killed him, man. Yeah. Could have definitely killed killed him. It reminded me of because uh, last night I watched uh, this movie called Death Becomes Her with Meryl Streep. And uh, mm-hmm. and Bruce Willis, and there's a scene where Meryl Streep falls down the stairs and like fucking like comedically falls down the stairs and is like boom 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 like snapping necks and legs and just like oh, falling God. all down the stairs. So when it happened to him, I was like, oh oh oh, I was like preparing for like <laughs> yeah <laughs> the broken leg and shit. Another scene I really like was the battle of wits, tricking the old professor into giving up the formulas. Yeah, that was fun. Might be my favorite scene, um, just because it's so interesting to see him basically go up against someone who's incredibly smart mm-hmm. and not really vain enough to like just flatter into giving up a secret. He has to like find this really clever way of yeah. And and then when he realizes it, and then he looks at him memorizing it, and the old guy's like, "You gave me nothing." And he's like so yeah. stunned that like, oh my God. I like, got duped. I got duped. I got checkmated into this and I just gave you the, the secret. secret. Like I, you did that. Yeah. That's so good. I love that. Yeah. Um he's... and then all the visuals when the students are searching the university are really surreal and really oh cool. Oh my god, yeah. Just watching hundreds of Freak people out. like frantically flip the place upside down looking for this guy and no one knows what he looks like. Well, speaking so of... So he's just walking around with no disguise ever. Speaking um, of that, with though... With his blue eyes everywhere. The scene at the opera, the ballet, when he yells mm-hmm. fire because the fucking ballerina recognizes him in the audience and is just being an yeah. asshole. 
Um, and they yeah. all come after him, and he's like, fire! And then, like, for, like, five minutes, he's swimming through a sea of people. Like, an insane amount of people jammed into such a small space. I don't think I've seen a movie that spends so much time trying to get through people. It was stressful. It was so honestly. stressful, yeah. It was incredibly stressful. Um, the German word for fire is fire. Is it really? Which I definitely... Yeah, I looked it up because I was like, how funny would it be if he stood up and yelled fire and everyone was like, the fuck, dude, yeah. <laughs> um, but it is actually fire. Well, that's great. <laughs> it sounds exactly like fire, that's which is awesome. perfect. That's awesome, yeah. Um, when he first looks at the fire on the stage, I didn't get it. And I thought he was going to like run up and like dive into the set and like disappear <laughs> or something. How'd you not get it? And then he said it? fire. I was like, oh, yeah, man. I don't know. I, I just, he, I was like, oh, that's a cool set piece with the fire and the like, yeah. thing going on. I was, <laughs> thought maybe like I he's going to jump up into it. I immediately and, thought you know. like today would that fly? I don't think people – I don't think that would fly. I know you're not supposed to if do that. If you yelled fire? Yeah, I know you're not supposed no, to do it, that. No, it's illegal. I know it's illegal. I'm aware that it's illegal, but I don't know if people would freak out. Like if some dude jumped up and yelled fire, I'd be like, Where? I look first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we I feel like a lot of people would look first. Yeah, I feel like but I don't know. I think the I don't know. I, this makes this is super morbid, but like my initial thought is like if that were to happen today, I'd probably have the guy get up and be like, "He's got a gun." Because everybody would be like, "Oh fuck." Like that would be the yeah. the modern well, day like You know, like there's that. not smoke or like yeah, bright light see like, the fire. coming off of a gun. Yeah. So if you're just like, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. But that wouldn't work. No, that's though. true. I don't think that would work because like there was like twenty armed guards in there. So if you got him, he's like, he's got a gun. He's like, yeah, he, they like, all have guns. Yeah, they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. They literally pop up in the orchestra pit. It's <laughs> very funny. Um, yeah. Um, it's odd to see diversity in a Hitchcock movie. There was a there was a bunch of black people. And Asian and people, Asian people at yeah. the Leipzig University, there was actually yeah. like a decent cross section yeah. of like the world, which I gotta say, not common in a Hitchcock movie. Well, that's what was one of the um, weird things is I was like, they weren't really making the USSR sound too bad because they went to Karl Marx University and it was super diverse and I, and they were like, we have the best facilities, and I was like, cool. And this we figured awesome. out this <laughs> physics problem and this rocket science thing yeah. that you guys didn't. I was like, dumb assholes. Yeah. So what? Uh, what's happening? What's the problem? What, what, what exactly are we, yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> um. It sounds like all you need is a sponsor to get out of here. Like, I don't, I'm sure it was worse. You know yeah, what I mean? No, like, we're we not aren't referencing the actual history, but just yeah. in this movie, sounds did not rad. do a good job of making it. Yeah. yeah. Um, they get on that bus. There's that interesting, like, double bus thing where they're like, we have an exact copy of this oh bus God, and it dude. runs 10 minutes ahead. Yeah. Oh, and and everyone on it is an actor, essentially. That annoying lady. And there's that one fucking lady. <laughs> That goddamn lady who's just like every like every two three minutes every two three minutes she'd get up and be like you suck we shouldn't be doing this <laughs> yeah and I was like girl why'd you get on in the first get place off. like what do you get out of this yeah you'd think they'd like, have like a meeting at the beginning and be like all right guys we're transporting two Americans and you think at that point she was like no this is dumb we shouldn't be doing this and then got on the bus and then when they showed up like hey this is dumb we shouldn't and... be transporting you you assholes. Well, and it sounds like they do this a lot. Like that's why they have this bus. But it's not, not just for these Americans. Americans. 
is, is but that's what, what I mean is they have this yeah. bus and they shuttle people to the like the border essentially. So why is this like high strung so asshole annoying. woman on this bus <laughs> it being was... like what is her job? Like what does she do? <laughs> it was other than just yell. Yeah, she had no need to be there, but it was really no, other, fun. other than ratcheting up the tension. It was really fun to watch everyone else on the bus be like, dude. Sit the fuck down. Be like, oh my god, Janine, yes. Janine's doing it Stop again. It. Fuck, man, like she did this exactly. last time too. And even the guy just like doesn't listen to her. He just looks at her and is like, yeah. all right, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, when they get on, they immediately like tear Julie Andrews' beret off. Yeah, and, like slap a headscarf on her. A nice look. And then kind of just look at Paul Newman and just like. No, they put a jacket on Give them, on like, him. essentially the thumbs up. They put up, a big they? jacket on them. Yeah, they put a big jacket on Oh, good. On a jacket. Yeah. That'll help. Yeah, I know. A big jacket. I was waiting for yeah, um, a, a disguise of some kind. A, a beard. Glasses. A hat. <laughs> anything. A, a jaunty trilby. Yeah. Anything. Um, then the Countess shows up, and she feels like a Terry Gilliam character, honestly. Yeah. Like, God. the range of emotion she displays in a single shot is pretty... Amazing. I think my eyes widened. Like when she showed up, I was like, "What is she doing here? You guys need yeah. to get out of there. Like, don't go just, to lunch." Well, because it feels like she showed up from a different movie. It feels like she jumped in and is like, <laughs> "Like I'm, I'm here now." Here. Yeah, and they take like a little um, detour with a, a yeah. another movie's character. <laughs> so when they got in the editing room, apparently Hitchcock cut next to nothing of her scenes because he liked her so much. What an okay, I. That's lame, dude. This movie would be better yeah. without her. It would be yeah. so much better without her. Yeah. Ugh. Um, how frustrating would it be to sit watching a ballet, waiting for your escape? Tense, dude. Like sitting, sitting there, and you're watching a ballet. Not to rag on ballet, but like, is there anything more aggravating to watch while you're while like you're waiting for let's, that? Yeah. Let's do this already. Honestly, <laughs> let's, I, when let's when leave. when he was watching it and the dude started to come in, I was like. Paul, act like you're asleep. Go to sleep. Just like close your eyes and just conk out. Because then they'll see a dude who's asleep and they won't see a guy who's like, you know, stressed out. Sweating. Yeah, because like if you saw a dude who was asleep, you'd be like, I think that's the guy. But then you'd be like, why would he be asleep right now? He's like trying to get out of the country. That can't be him. On the other side, it would be the kind of thing where you'd read like an article about it and it'd be like caught sleeping and they caught the man asleep at a ballet <laughs> you know? like, and you'd be like that's so you'd lame like, you'd double take it and be like he was asleep why did he what how did he fall asleep why was he asleep <laughs> <laughs> why the fuck was he asleep uh, <sighs> but the escape's really great uh, he puts him in those wicker baskets and locks how long them. were they in those a long ass fucking time dude cause they went from yeah. Germany to Sweden which is not terribly far it's not short though but that's not like five hours all that's, the while the ballerina you know? was f- like eye fucking those baskets and the guy <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> yeah it's like staring him that down that meddling fucking ballerina uh, but she gets she gets screwed in the end she comes off the boat and is like everyone take my photo and they're like we don't want you like it happened at the yeah, beginning we don't want you yeah. no um they just fucking destroy those baskets with the machine gun. The captain's like, grab the machine pistol yes. and shoot those baskets. And the first mate is like, got it. Okay, <laughs> does it. That, is, just, that brings up another point later. Uh, 
earlier when all of the people get off the bus and run. They scatter and the guy just like sprays. Yeah, just open fires. And I was like, dude, who is your fucking like subordinate? Like you just like open fire on a bunch of civilians at random. It was really, it kind of fell out of left field because nobody's shooting ever. Well, it fell out of left field for the reason we were talking about earlier where like, they don't really give you a reason to feel like this place is a terrible place no. other than they're, I think they're at Russian. the time, because it was a real place, they were like, oh, East Berlin, evil, it. right? Yeah. And everyone's like, yep, evil. Yeah. And they didn't feel the need to show reinforce that. So then things like that happen where, you know, bandits in the woods stop the bus and you're like, what? That happened? Because like, oh, I guess honestly, we are in East Berlin. I kept thinking and about then, that. I kept thinking about this and I was like, you could make this movie in America right now, no script changes in terms of like the police and stuff and somebody trying to get out of the country. And it wouldn't be really any different. Like the, everything looks pretty chill. Things are fine. Um, and somebody trying to like get out of the country because they're being, I don't even know. They don't really even say persecuted or something but you could make that but the, I mean, you, you miss the whole premise of like well, not somebody the... defecting to the enemy like that that core that's bit. that's not necessarily what i'm talking about i'm talking about mm, specifically okay. people trying to get out and the military trying to catch them like mm. it didn't you could place that anywhere and it wouldn't really seem like this place was that bad it's kind of what i'm saying is they didn't make mm. east germany look that bad so when people are trying to get out, you're kind of like, what's the pro? Like, what's the problem? Yeah, so like, it would be like somebody in my position right now being like, I need to get out of the United States and not saying why and just saying like, ah, they do weird things here, which is true. Yeah, there's, and like, there's really not a justification. <laughs> they don't really show you. Yeah. Except for the guy just like opening fire. Yeah, and, that one dude just know, like, yeah, letting it but, rip. I, I think it's kind of a victim of its time where it it just assumed People that knew. everyone was on board with the idea that East Berlin was evil. Yeah. Yeah. Or East Germany was evil. Yeah. Um, so you watch it nowadays and it's kind of like, seems kind of nice. Seems chill. Like, yeah. This, yeah. Seems okay. <laughs> seems happy. It doesn't seem cool. Are you allowed to just take a plane into East Berlin too? Because she just buys a ticket Apparently, to follow him. I think and, it got more like restricted later. I think like okay. as the Cold War went on, it got more like tense. It had to yeah. because this was so chill. Yeah, yeah, it was hella chill. Way too chill. <laughs> Way too chill. They're like, we'll just drive you to the the border if you want. <laughs> when they're trying to figure out if she wants to stay or not, and they're yeah. asking her, "Hey, do you want to stay?" We could drive you to to uh, Berlin. You know, if you West Berlin, yeah. we could just drive you there right now if if you want it. <laughs> yeah, we can go. I'll I'll take you. Like I'll I'll do it. <laughs> Uh, all right um let's talk about some frames um the there was two frames that jumped out there was a lot of frames that jumped out at me but Mm -hmm. um the first one that jumped out at me or not the first one but one that i liked was the wide of julie andrews looking out the window and paul newman in the corner of their hotel room when she's like, yeah. tell me what the fuck's up. And that whole scene, I think, is fantastic. I think the blocking's really rad. And that shot yeah. is really beautiful. Uh, but the one that... My, my I wanted f- more of that. Yes, me too. <laughs> more of that shit Absolutely. 
Uh, but my favorite shot is the one where he's giving the press conference, and there's a really quick shot of him, Paul Newman, framed in the center of the shot, and, and there's a bunch of there's heads a around bunch him. of heads in the foreground, yeah, of him, and there's that yeah. bright red like tile right behind him, and I yeah. thought that was awesome. Like that was my favorite shot. It was really yeah, dope. dude. Kudos to the cinematography in this because that kept me captivated. Kind of, kind of saved it for me. Absolutely. Um, I've got a not a ton, but a decent number. Um, three shots from the museum. Um, mm. that first interior with the floor, yeah, and the benches and the the tile and everything, mm-hmm. and he's just in the middle of it, and he looks over his shoulder, and it's just really cool. Yeah. Um, there's that other shot of like the statue, and he's in the background, and it just looks like a painting. Mm-hmm. It looks so good. Um similarly when he's about to go down the stairs and he looks over his shoulder and there's all the paintings on the wall even on my phone it looks beautiful it looks so good yeah um (laughs) at the farmhouse when she tells him to go talk to the guy on the tractor and he's framed underneath that archway oh yeah so gorgeous Mm -hmm. um i just like that motorcycle there's a shot of the motorcycle um yeah that motorcycle on its own when they leave in the taxi yes. and it lingers on it for I a while. Knew you're, I knew you were I meant to look up. One. Yeah. I meant to look up what kind of uh, motorcycle it was. I'm assuming it's a Zundop of some kind, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Hell yeah. Um, we already talked about the beautiful boat in the fjord in the, the opening. The fjord. Um, Paul Newman's blue ass eye um, with the light in it. Yeah. And it's getting examined. Yeah. So cool. Hell yeah. And finally that uh, that shot you really liked of the silent conversation on the hill that was so clearly a set. Mm-hmm. I love that shit, um, man. I love it's stuff great. that looks like sets. It's, <laughs> it's delicious. I love it too. Oh, we didn't talk about that. Um, quick thing. Um, they got footage. I don't think it was East Germany, but they sent like a splinter unit to go get footage mm-hmm. from Europe. Yeah. And what came back was so shitty and you can you see can it. You can see, yeah. Um, when they talk at the cafe and he's like, oh, I got to go to Stockholm and she's like, what? He's like, yeah, I'll be gone for a few months and she's mad. Mm-hmm. The the projection behind him is like shaking and blurry. Is it shaking? And it's, is that from, it's so horrible. Is that actually from uh, East Germany? That footage? Well, I don't know if it was East Germany, but it was from that second unit, oh, okay. and it's terrible. Oh, my It's God. terrible footage. It's unfortunate. Um, apparently, yeah, Hitchcock was really pissed. Um, <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. So. Which one's your favorite? Oh, man. Oh, Three. All those museum shots are so cool. His eye is really cool. Damn it. I don't know. You got to pick one, man. You just got to pick It's it. a pretty movie. I'm sorry. <sighs> Unless you want to draw multiple okay. frames. Not really. I mean, maybe, but I'm going to pick the one with the statue. Rad. I'll pick one of the museum ones. How about that? I'll just, I'll pick one of the museum ones because that Those scene are good. I loved, and I'm sure Wes Anderson loved it too because <laughs> holy mama, that is the scene from it's the same scene. Uh, Grand Budapest, oh which is God. also one of my favorite scenes in that very, very beautiful movie. Okay. All right. Uh, so for Fool... I'm going to throw mm-hmm. something out. Paul Newman and Julie Andrews are really great because they're just mm-hmm. themselves. Uh, yeah, they, it, and that is what it is. It's just their just, charisma as themselves. Just so it has nothing to do with this movie. But I think the true winner in this movie 
unfortunately, even though I hated him so fucking much, is Gromick. That yeah. asshole security guy. Yeah. I think he's so good and so cartoony. I just wanted to strangle him the whole fucking time, man. I just wanted to, <laughs> you know, stab him and, and, and hit him in the shins <laughs> and, and just shove his head in an oven. You know what I mean? So good. Yeah, so good. <laughs> Uh, as much as I love Paul I just wanted Raymond, to brutally murder him with the help of a <laughs> German farm farm wife. I mean, I love Paul Newman and Julie Andrews, and I thought this was going to be a Paul Newman joint when I was going into it. Dude, when we were picking this, was that yesterday? Yeah. And, and we were talking about Hitchcock, and you were like, oh, we should watch uh, this one. It was filmed in Santa Rosa. I was like, ah, it's kind of boring. I thought like, the ah. same fucking thing, and man. Then, <laughs> I know. And then and then we looked at this, and we were like, Paul Newman, Julie Andrews, holy shit. It's and we, I was really excited. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I love them, but they added nothing to this. I mean. I really felt like they kind of felt like dropped into this movie that didn't know what it was. Yeah. And it didn't help that they felt like they didn't know either. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I Gromek, yes. Gromek all the way. Fuck yeah! <laughs> this is the first time I think like a truly secondary character who's only in the movie for like thirty minutes has won our our fool of the week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's the heart and soul of this, honestly, Fuck and yeah. he's he's kind of the only thing that brings menace to this other side that we're supposed to see as bad and like fear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And yeah, later there's kind of the sound of music thing where they're watching a music performance and like a ludicrous number of armed guards are showing up. <laughs> but there's still kind of this vibe of like, I don't know, they're watching a beautiful ballet, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, okay. Next, do you want to watch, let's watch another Hitch. Do you want to watch another Hitchcock so that we uh, we don't spoil, yeah, spoil yeah, the pool? Maybe watch one of the good ones. Um, what do you think about have you seen Rear Window? I've never seen that. I've seen it, but it was a while back, and I know it's a good one. So, Or we could do Dial M for Murder. Also good. I've heard I say we do Rear good. Window okay. because Rear Window, especially right now in quarantine, Rear Window oh, is like perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Right. Um, plus, it's got Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> It's got old Jimmy yeah, in we're it. We're gonna have Henry Jimmy Stewart impression. Oh, fucking great! <laughs> I've got my camera, and I'm taking pictures out the window. Oh, and there's uh, a murder. All right. Oh my God! We're gonna get out of he here. Killed her. Stop it. We're gonna get out of here. Killed Stop her. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. We're gonna get out of your ears. Uh, but we just wanted to thank you so much for listening. Hitch. And if you uh, stop it, uh, you uh. fuck. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Thank you for listening, and if you want to see the Frames or the Fools, check out our Instagram page at Frames and Fools to see Henry's beautiful drawings. Um, And if you liked what you heard, give us a subscribe and a review um, on Apple Podcasts. And, uh, yeah. Any last words, you fucker? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll we'll see you next week. (laughs) 